I do a few things with that where I have keywords that I'll I'll paste onto my screen mm-hmm. and then I'll swipe them off the screen. So right. I'll have like dating coach, self-improvement, blah, blah. And you can swipe it off so it's on the screen still, but you can't see it. And basically when somebody searches like dating coach, men's coach, self-improvement, I, my videos will show at the top. Right. And then things right. like, so key, keywords are apparently the new meta now. So hashtags are dead, yeah. but apparently yeah. keywords. So if you look at the, the descriptions of my videos, you'll see like 30 keywords that I paste in every video, which that is for search engine optimization. Right. That's mm-hmm. what we'll do that. So little tweaks like that you can make, but editing is the biggest, the biggest difference maker, I would say, because you guys don't really, I've not seen your recent ones, but the old ones, there was no editing really. Yeah. Yeah. There's no music. You have oh, to think uh-huh. like there's so much competition out there. Why would, oh, so, mm-hmm. and ask yeah. yourself, why would somebody watch my video? Even if you think the message is powerful, yeah, yeah. does the average man think, it's worth watching because my attention spans. F- you do you watch every shot you come across mm-hmm. and then you just swipe off. Yeah. So something to be mindful of. Yeah, if they don't they don't even know who we are, so why would they invest in us? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Especially if the audio's not on point, if there's no music there, yeah. if there's like yeah. those ums the entire time, I, I'll click off that shit if I see it. Yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. That's the thing because obviously, like you were saying, the attention span nowadays is so long, like. It has to be so engaging all the time. Even if it's like a 10 second clip. Yeah. Like yeah. you have to have a couple of different clips where the angles are changing or the like just effects. Yes. Well, I, I know what standard of my video, I know what standard mm-hmm. my videos are right. and I know how, how little it can take to get them to a decent standard. Mm-hmm. So if I see somebody doing a podcast and they've not even put like basic editing, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, it takes two seconds, man. Just mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how our viewers. Uh, and like you said, there's so much competition now that you don't really have a choice but to do that. And for how little effort it takes, you, you might as well, mate. So I know you mentioned the editing, the SEO and stuff. What do you think, what else do you need to stand out? There must be something else. Because yeah, you can talk about the content, the editing. What else do you think is important? It's, it's the like message, it's message. the delivery. This, this is exactly what I teach clients when it comes to cold approaching, speaking to girls. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. So I did a bit of voice coaching at uni because I did journalism. I wasn't really able to use what I learned then, but now I've really went hard on basically learning how to speak properly. If you watch the podcast I've done with you, I speak awfully. I'm not really conscious of the way I speak. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, I'm, I'm, I'm consciously speaking and controlling my voice in a certain way. So when, I'm, when I make videos, if I look to the camera, like my camera's there and said, this is the number one reason why she will leave you. As in, as in, no one's going to watch that right, shit. Right. Whereas if I go, this is the number one reason, and I manipulate my voice. Like emphasis on... So, so it's a bit different in a podcast, but you have to bring the energy. That's the yeah, best way yeah, to describe yeah. it because yeah, yeah. The, the most entertaining clips that you'll watch, it's some guy really passionately talking about something, losing mm-hmm. his shit, screaming and shouting about whatever topic that it is. Uh-huh. So you, you have to bring the energy. Yeah. That's why when I go to film my videos and I sit down, I literally, I'll listen to music before and get myself and sit down and be like, right, lads. Yeah. Or whatever it is. You know what that reminds me of? Comedians. Um, you see how they deliver like a funny joke, for example, but a normal person saying nobody would laugh. But the way they say it's, it's an act. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The emphasis on like certain words. Um, so very important. And that's why when I first, so you, you guys knew me when I had my old TikTok account, when I, when I had a lot of followers. And the reason why they used to do so well is because I was so aggressive when I, when I used to make videos. Like, this is why she will blah, 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 or this is why you need to, and yeah. it worked really well. And I, and I moved away from that because I thought it was, it was giving me a, a bit of bad rep. I was known as somebody just screaming down my microphone. Um, so I moved away from that, but, but I've been thinking about this a lot recently. Looking back now, 
my videos would always perform better because I was way more passionate about what I was saying. Whereas yeah. now, I, I've been too kind of like dull in my videos, I think. Because my, my Instagram's performing well. My TikTok's been dead right now. Uh -huh. If I get 10K views, it's a good video. It, on average, like two to five K views, which is shit because I was averaging 30 mil views a month when I first met you guys. Right. Yeah. Whereas now it's like a million views a month, if that. So the algorithm has changed, but then some people are still doing good views. So that's mm -hmm. to me. It's my approach. So I know I need to change up things. But yeah, your, your favorite creators, I guarantee that they have a bit of charisma about them, the way they talk, the way they speak. You need to tap into that because when you guys are having a normal conversation, it's not really entertaining. Even if the message yeah. is powerful, yeah. you, you have to be able to say it in a certain way where it's convincing, you know, True. you get behind the message. Mm -hmm. It depends on what you want. And obviously, if your goal is to get reach, get followers, attract the, the most amount of people, then you have to kind of target what you're putting out well, to get to those people. Yeah, I, I do content creation coaching now as well. So, right. so, so because I, I've grown an audience, I get guys quite often reaching out to me saying, how do you make content? What is it you do? Uh, I recently coached a guy for a month there um, and he got his first, he got two clients within that month. He, he'd never made money from social media before. Mm -hmm. I worked with him. I said, I'll teach you everything I've learned over the last two years. You'll get some clients and he's already made money within a month. So I teach them how to edit, how to talk, how, everything when it comes to content creation and, and, and everything you need to know. I, I coach guys on that as well on the side. So that's that's not my main offer, uh -huh. but but yeah, I, and I charge I charge him six fifty for the month for that, right. and that's an hour call with me a week. Any support outside of that that he needs, so anybody any guys who need to do content creation or want to, they can come to me and I'll teach them. So yeah, what is the main coaching that you offer? It's I'd say it was dating coaching. Dating coaching. Yeah, and within that falls self improvement, fitness, uh -huh. uh, leveling up as a man. However you want to phrase it, but most of it is dating because. That's the topics that I'm interested in, female and male psychology, intersexual dynamics, you know, what makes a relationship last, why can't guys find relationships, why are one third of men virgins and sexless, mm -hmm. what, you know, there's so many invisible men that don't get access to women or they can't attract a woman, they don't know why, I, I piece together the reasons why and give them advice and, and yeah, but most of my clients are actually normal guys who are attractive but they, they don't have the best of luck with women and they come to me and I teach them why. What's the first thing they ask you? Uh, first well, thing. most of them, and yeah. Is it just like? Well, I, I have a structure laid out for my coaching. So it's ten week. It's a ten week program, which tapers up in intensity. It's, it starts with the found foundation of confidence, psychology, and then it goes from that to then more practical things: how to approach a girl, what to say, how to text her, what to do on a date, step by step, how to keep her interested long term. Ah, right. so, so there's not really like a what they ask me because they're following a program, which yeah. which they'll then questions come up naturally throughout that. But the, the biggest problem is probably the confidence to walk up to a stranger and speak to them. Yeah. Why do you think, like, this is so needed in today's day and age, but why do you think you have all of these people like, coming at you and why do you think what you're doing is doing so well to begin with? Because most men lack a male role model and society is very confused, I would say, where we, 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 it's hard to define what a woman should be. People don't want to define what a man should be because of all this 50-50 yeah. gender-neutral bullshit. So men are afraid of, you know, saying, I want this from a partner. So then they don't know how to approach women. They don't know what to say. They don't know how to talk. And if they've not had a male role model or any friends to guide them through that process, mm -hmm. they don't know how to look after themselves, groom themselves. They don't go to the gym. They, they, they just fall to the wayside and they don't know how to act as a man. You know, from, I'm not going to get too much into that, but I, I didn't really have any 
uh, strong role models that I looked up to other than what I was able to find on like YouTube mm -hmm. and on the internet. That taught me how to act as a, as a man, basically, but I'm sure you two will both know when you look in the office of a normal workplace, there's so many like like weird guys who are overweight, they're, they're very awkward, they, they're socially anxious, they can't mm -hmm. talk to people, not let alone women. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they don't know how to look after themselves and you look at them and you think you're going to be single for the rest of your life unless you get help. Um, so that that's that's part of my demographic, but actually it's it's guys who they are they have everything put together in their life, just not dating, where they're, they're not very confident, they don't know how to approach things, they don't have much confidence in themselves. So yeah, some of the guys that I work with are very successful, high tier guys earning big money. You know, they've they've got everything together in their lives, they're in good shape, but they they don't know how to approach women, what to say, how to escalate on a date. But, there's a lot of things. It's, yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. So you're saying there's people out there that's making good money, looking good, and still struggling to find a girl. Yeah, they they, they don't know how to act. Yeah, because there's two different things in it. Like obviously, you can't compare making money, doing well financially to. Well, I would have thought girls much. would come to you. They they, they they do to an extent, but I, what I see most often is I think guys struggle to take the competency they have from their job into a relationship. So. They, they, right. they can be really masculine, mm -hmm. assertive, driven men in their places of work, but then they come into a relationship and they fall into this kind of nice guy persona. They become yeah. a bit simpy mm -hmm. because they think, oh, well, I have to treat her like this way, which is not the case at all. You know, I'm sure you've heard nice guys finish last. It, it is literally that, you know, if, if you if you think you have to put her on a pedestal and treat her like a celebrity, then obviously it's not going to work out well. There's, there's that saying, treat her like a celebrity and she'll treat you like a fan. It's very true. Yeah. 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 You, you need to, if you're masculine in your place of work and you're a leader, you must be the same with her. You must lead her. You must be masculine. Mm -hmm. You must give her that constant guidance. A lot of what I talk about is, is becoming masculine, how to become a masculine man. Because if you're, if your girlfriend's very masculine, for example, which is very common these days, very hyper-independent, career-driven woman, they don't want a man to lead them. They don't want a man to guide them, which, biologically that is how things have always existed we have our gender or natural gender roles mm -hmm. but women don't want to do that anymore because yeah. they have you know careers and whatever so guys don't know what to say but what you have to realize is if she's being masculine it's because you're not being masculine, masculine. Yeah. if you're forcing her into a feminine into a masculine frame she won't be this feminine girly girl like most guys they want a really nurturing kind feminine nice. woman the, the mother of their children but they don't know what it takes to get her into that frame mm -hmm. I, I teach guys like she's a I, I've, I've learned this through the book called the way of a superior man probably the most important book you'll ever read in your life as a man She's a constant reflection of you. She will mirror you. So if your girlfriend, and let's say you have a girl, and she's been difficult, hard work, combative, mm -hmm. she's been disrespectful, she's questioning your authority. Why should I do this? Yeah. Why should I do that? Rather than looking at her thinking, mm -hmm. why is she being this way? What you need to ask yourself is, how am I acting as a man? Because mm -hmm. people don't like to hear this, but as, as a woman, she will reflect you. The feminine follows the masculine. Mm -hmm. And as the masculine man, as we always have done throughout society, mm -hmm. tribes, she looks to you for that guidance, that yeah. masculine uh, clarity. So... If you're being a bit of a bitch, let's just put it how it is, she'll question you. If she doesn't trust your direction in your life, mm -hmm. she won't be feminine, she'll be yeah. masculine. That's why when I look back at my, at my past relationships and my girlfriends were hard work, I now don't think she was a bitch. I think I wasn't, I wasn't given it that, yes, that, yeah. that direction, that guidance mm -hmm. in life. Yeah. I was very financially insecure. I was insecure as a person, full stop. Whereas when I met my current girlfriend and I'm saying to her, I have this vision of my life. I'm going to achieve this, this, and this. Yeah. I want this from you. I, I will do this as me. She then can align herself with me and think, 
Matthew wants to be a husband, he wants to have children, he wants to look after me. Now she can fall into her feminine, natural gender role. She, and she now does what a mother does naturally. She comes and nurtures me. She yeah. cooks, cleans, looks after me. And in return, as long as I lead yeah. and take care of her, that's literally it. But most guys, they, they don't have to be masculine, and that's the biggest issue. I've got goosebumps saying that. <laughs> as you said, like most of the things come from you having self-belief, isn't it? You telling yourself, I'm going to do this for myself, and then actually proving it. Because it's easy saying things. How do you prove it to her? Results. You, th this is why you'll see women say, I want an ambitious man. You, you'll, very rarely you'll see her say, I want a successful man. They want an, an ambitious man. They, they mm -hmm. want to see a guy who's grinding, he's, he's working towards something. That's why she'll, if you're, if you're not earning much money, but you have the ambition of getting somewhere, she will wait for you. She would, but but if you're if you, imagine you're, you're hyper successful but you're quite complacent and you don't know where you're going in life anymore even though you can provide for her she doesn't really like that she, she, women love to see a man who's on the up he's basically yeah. up and coming that's why for all she's ever seen for me is me going from strength to strength progress to progress like since I've known her I've made so much progress like financially um, in business and that's very attractive and because she sees where I'm going she now thinks well I want to do everything I can to support Matthew to get where he is mm -hmm. to where he wants to be. Because when I do that, he then will look after me. Because I said from the start, you know, if, if, if you, I said from the start, I, I want to be the man, you be the woman. I will take care of you financially. Like you, you will never pay for a single thing. But in return, I would expect a certain baby from you. I, you make my life easier. And I say to her, you do the things that I don't have time to do, like making my food, like cleaning my house. And she f it. Like she, she's basically been a mother to her family anyway. So it was very natural for her to do that. But she loves it because I don't believe most women want to be in careers because what happens when most women get to a certain age, they switch from this career mode to like, I want to have children now. They, 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 Jordan Peterson did loads of studies on this where they found that women, when they reach a certain point, no matter how successful they are, how independent they are, they all get to around 30 years old where they have this shit realization moment where they realize they don't have long to have children anymore. Yeah. And, they'll, they, and they all switch out of that mindset, which tells me that women naturally when you put them in a position where they can't be feminine, they want to have children, they want to be a mother. Most women want to. I'm not saying every woman wants to be, obviously, but most women would be, if you give them the option and they're with a guy they love and they're going to get looked after, they would choose to be a mother. Mm -hmm. Same with every man would love to be Superman if they want to be. Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we, every we, man would love to be like that guy, isn't it? We've all got a hero complex. Like for yeah. me, she says this and we make jokes about it where we say she triggered my hero complex where she, she put me in a position where it's like I had to save her so because, yeah, yeah. because and, okay. and, and because she gave me that responsibility, what happened? I stepped yeah, yeah, up to the, yeah. Yeah. To the job, you know. That's what it should be. You should be trying to save her. Well, save your family, your wife, your children. Most most men don't have a purpose. That's a, that's a massive thing in society. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a purpose as a man, well, what, what do you do yourself? You have, you have no, no direction in life. You have no reason to get up, wake up, do the work. So when you, when you have responsibility and a purpose, you will perform. Um, I'm reading a book right now called Hard Times Create Strong Men. It's it's so good. And it talks about how in society now, we've never had so many weak men because they don't have responsibility. We can work a shitty nine to five, which mm -hmm. we don't really do much, but we get paid enough to survive. Yeah. We're on that comfort level. We can go home and watch TV all night and have to push ourselves. Mm -hmm. so, so when we have this lack of purpose and responsibility, most guys, why would they feel the need to push themselves to that next level, like what we're doing, what you guys are doing? You work full-time jobs, but then on the side, you're grinding for something else mm -hmm. because you're not satisfied. Most guys don't feel the need to do that. And then when they meet the partner and she sees the loser who's not pushing himself, she thinks, 
well, why would I want to do that? And then what happens? She fulfills that masculine role that he can't fulfill. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have she this. She naturally has to take that up. Yeah. And then, you know, she's not happy. She's not satisfied. And that, that's a lot of what I teach the guys. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You know, in terms of you saying about every guy needs to have a purpose. Yeah. What, what, how do you think uh, an average guy or, well, anyone to be honest, like how can someone find what that purpose is for themselves? This is the hard part. I, I think it comes down to things that you're good at, things you're naturally driven towards. Mm -hmm. Jordan Peterson says when you're looking for a job, don't sit there and wait for that job to fall in your lap. Do many jobs and you'll discover what it is you like and don't like. I've, I've done factory jobs, cafe jobs, restaurant jobs, call center jobs. You know, I've done, I've done a, a lot of jobs and then through that you realize I don't like this, I'm good at this, I'm good at communicating, I'm, I'm not good at this. And then, you know, through influences in your own life, like my housemate, for example, you, you, you then think, you know what, I'll give that a try. Okay, I'm quite good at that. And that becomes your thing, like you, you got to mm -hmm. the gym, fitness became your thing, your purpose, yeah. you would say, is getting towards becoming a PT mm -hmm. and doing that full time. Um, so yeah, that, that, that would be your purpose now. So your, your purpose yeah. is to become the best personal trainer, the best mm -hmm. content creator, to then be the, the best coach, the best um, like business guy, because obviously you're gonna have to market yourself, mm -hmm. do outreach, have a, a business model. So it's never ended, mate. And then once, yeah. you, once you find that thing, you, you go from there. So you're saying start from um, trying to do so many things to then figuring out what is the best thing for you, basically. Well, try and error it. Most guys have things they're interested in, whether it's gaming or whether it's fitness or sports. Peel that back and ask yourself, why is it I like that? Why, why do I like the gym? Well, do I like helping people? I know for me, I was naturally drawn towards giving people guidance. Mm -hmm. I was I was that guy where I saw a kid struggling in the gym. I'd go over and say, look, mate, do you want to try and do this? Right? I still remember the story of the person that you live with, Josh. Josh you went up to him, isn't that's, that's how you met? That's how we met, yeah. And, and then he influenced me. So I, I asked him to kind of jump in on set. He was in very bad shape at the time. We started going nights out, living together. He's the guy who pushed me towards doing that. He, yeah. he's, he's making yeah. even more than, than, than I am. So yeah, this is what's drawn me more towards religion because you start to think, you know. God's plan. God's plan. I've had too many coincidences in my life to, to think, yeah, to think this is just, you know, by accident. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've been getting into numerology, into astrology. Mm -hmm. I've been going down the rabbit hole crazy <laughs> <laughs> so i can talk a lot about that yeah, shit yeah, yeah. but um you know carl jung wrote a book called um <clears throat> i've just forgotten the name it basically was about um coincidences he, he was a he's a really famous philosopher i think he was german a really interesting guy and he's it, i read this when i was 16 and i didn't really know what it was about but it, it really triggered something in me and he the book is about you know when you see when you when there's a coincidence is it really a coincidence when you see the same thing every single day is that a coincidence or is there something pushing you towards something? Mm. You know, little things like, I don't know how, and maybe maybe this is, is just a coincidence, but every day when I check my phone at nighttime before bed, it's zero, 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 zero. I swear to God, every every day for the last like however many months, I've always seen that number. And it's not like I'm sitting waiting to check my phone at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, yeah. I, I'm getting ready for bed and I go, oh, what time is it? And it's every time zero, zero, zero. And, I, and you know, Whatever that means, I'm not really sure, but mm -hmm. little things like that, which are then pushing me towards thinking, um, yeah. And also there's so much evil right now, like you two are big into rap, or you were anyway. I was, yeah. And you realize all the Illuminati shit, all the devil worshiping, and you think if these people who are obviously, they, they are the elites of society, they are 
at the top top they, yeah. they have access to information that we have no idea about they see behind the curtain that we will never have access to mm-hmm. and if they believe so strongly that if i worship satan i will be given immortality in the because the thing about it lucifer is the god of the physical world he is the the god of the material world and, mm-hmm. and, and he was uh, god's fallen angel he was um, actually a musician which is why they use music to then channel these frequencies and these hidden messages so then you think to yourself if these people know something we don't and they believe so strongly in the devil that must mean the polar is true that must mean god does yep. exist yeah. mm-hmm. and if god exists then i must act in a way conducive towards you know my faith and then my yeah. destiny so yeah you said so much i, I wonder like, <laughs> I, I wanted to stop you like 15 times to say something but i'll be like yo you know we talk about space and and the devil and and the the timing i was out oh, I see that with 1111. Do you, do you know that thing? Well, they're, they're angel numbers, and, and supposedly these angel numbers have different meanings. So I did Google it, and apparently 0000, it means that new beginnings are on the horizon. Um, you know, like with astrology and all this stuff and numerology, I don't know if you know much about that. But basically, they, they've, you know, through religion where, say 10 years ago, you, you were a bit of a weird guy. If you were religious, you were a f- you know, mate, yeah, yeah, if you came sure. if you came out and said, I, I, even if you were into the gym or self improvement, mm-hmm. when I first got into this stuff and I told people I wear like blue light, blue light bottom glasses, I meditate every day. I'm, you know, not anymore, but I was. They're like, you know. Whereas now it's becoming more accepted. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, it, and it's a bit. Of, what, what was it? What did you ask me there? Because I forgot what I was going to say. Eleven, eleven. Oh, eleven. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and basically, with astrology, they, they would they would discredit astrology and numerology because they would say, oh. It's like a Starbucks drinking white girl thing to be into astrology because obviously it was always like the bit of like the hippy dippies who were into yeah. astrology. Yeah. But Charles Manson. Charles Manson, what do you mean? Was it, is it Charles Manson, the hippie? I thought he yeah. was that serial killer or something. Yeah, he was. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so like most people who were into astrology were, were, were these people who you'd think, oh, they're, they're weirdos. The people who would be like, the world's going to end. So you, so you would instantly discredit religion, uh-huh. neurology, astrology. But then when you, when you, when you really get into it, and you, and you, I, I genuinely think when you are born at a certain time, you, you are born with a certain energy, so you have different numbers assigned to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know enough to, to talk about it in depth, but basically I do think that you are born and you are assigned a personality, you are assigned a certain energy about you based on when you were born. What really dr- drove the nail home, or whatever the saying is, is you know the royal family? Every single royal family mm-hmm. member, they've mm-hmm. had a C-section. Why they had a C-section? Because they wanted their children to be born at a certain time, on a certain date, because they understood the importance of um, when you were born. Look at the Olympics. The Chinese, they're obsessed with the number eight. The number eight is the number of wealth and money. Everything leading up to the, was it the Beijing Olympics? Yeah. When they held yeah. that, they it was on like the, I, I, again, I don't want to say this because I might look like dick wrong, but they basically, they, they, they use the number eight everywhere. Um, there's a, there's a certain number of billionaires that are all born on the 28th. They've all done something to do with them. So basically what I'm trying to say is, again, I don't know that much about to talk on it in depth. Mm-hmm. Apart from, I've consumed hours of footage about this in content. There's a guy called Gary the Numbers Guy, GG33. He talks about this in depth, but I, I do believe that based on certain numbers, uh, they, they do have meaning, basically a deeper meaning. Uh, and, that, and that's what's driven me more towards this stuff and it's becoming more accepted. And like with rap, People are starting to wake up and realise like why they're doing all this weird shit. Like um, my housemate's girlfriend went to a Beyonce concert and they've got like the black and white hypnotizing um, thing spinning right, and yeah. then flashing up is Satan, Satan, hail Satan. 
um, control, control, Beyonce. What, doing... At the point, like at that. May, yeah. Have you not seen, like, Travis Scott, Astro World, you'll yeah, hear fucking yeah. s- screams of the devil and all. Mate, it's f- that. And when you look at it, you know, you, you go into Astro World, what is it? It's Travis Scott's head. You're walking into his mouth, which signifies something else. You see all these celebrities. Every single athlete, they're all doing this, they're all doing this, mm-hmm. they're all doing all this shit. I don't even want to do it. All the Illuminati shit, you look at the flooring, what do you see? Black and white flooring, it's, it's all symbolic of the Illuminati, mm-hmm. of um, devil worshipping. And if all these guys are involved in this shit, people are starting to wake up and go, hang on, why are they, do they all believe so strongly in this? If they believe in this, which is the devil, the God must be true. I'm going to sound so crazy on these podcasts, but... No, but it's, it's like you were saying, it's the polar opposites. If there's... If there's evil in this world, then there must be good. There has to be there has to be an opposing force. Yeah, and my my understanding is when you become um, a Satanist, you basically you are rewarded. So you see all these rappers, even like Dave Central City, you'll see them suddenly blow up in popularity. Mm-hmm. And because from my understanding, they they basically they sell their soul. They they're given all this fame, all this money, and they're given sort of immortality in the physical world. They're given money in the physical world. That's why you'll see all these rappers, Drake, Central City, Dave. They all mingle together, mate. Travis Scott. They all mingle. What was it? Nine people died at this concert. He disappears. Yeah, he he, he, yeah. he gives some bullshit apology. Oh, guys, I'm so sorry. Bullshit. Like you know, he's, he didn't give. A f- um, and they do that. So you know, even though they're being rewarded in the physical world, it must mean that there is an afterlife. There is something else that we are working towards. That's why they say you know the afterlife's eternal. You suffer in the physical world, and, and then you are rewarded by being a virtuous. Christian, yeah. Muslim, Hindu, yeah. you are yeah. rewarded in the afterlife, whatever it is you believe. So, yeah. Considering I was a strong atheist most of my life, mate, people who would know me if they watched this, they'd be like, why the f are you saying all this shit? But, yeah, you have experiences in life which drive you mm-hmm. towards that. That's that's all part of growing up. And you grow up, you have different experiences of life, and you learn new things, and then your mindset completely changes. But I think that's... That's just you maturing yeah. up as an adult. Yeah. My, my, my girlfriend brought me towards this as well because... She, she she must be the most intelligent person I've ever met, and she's very for for yeah she's very logical as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that she was in a religion and the way she explained it, it was it, it kind of got my, me thinking. Um, I'd already been thinking about it anyway, but like when I met you guys, I I, I did talk about it last time we did the podcast yes, yeah. briefly, and obviously since then I've made more progress. Uh, but yeah, she she pushed me along, and I thought you know what with with how f- the school systems are with the shit they're pushing you as far as. Um, I won't say the words, but like wokeness yeah, and progressiveness. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to private school my children. I don't want my children raised in these toxic environments. I'll I'll bring them to a, a country like Spain where there is more culture, where they are more in tune with their religion and their faith and there are more communities and I'll raise them in a different place. Wherever that may be, you know, I've heard, I've got clients who live in Saudi and Dubai and they talk about how it literally is like a safe haven, how safe things are. Um, tax as well. You know, tax as well. So it's like, yeah, maybe I'll. Yeah, because you can't push this new agenda or this new sort of culture, as you can put it, in these kind of countries. Well, they, like, they reject it. Yeah. They, they say, they say, like, you know, if you're seen in public doing things which we are against, there will be consequences, which, mm-hmm. yeah. That, that in society, there is no longer consequences for yeah. certain behaviors. There's no, there's no longer shame. That's why you get all these f- idiots doing the things they do. Whatever they want, because everything is, is accepted. But there's no shame. Yeah. yeah. There's no shame. What are you blame for that? Well, to go even deeper down the conspiracy hole, um, I I think it's since society became Mm hypersexualized. I think it's since then. So as society became more sexual, as as the society became more sexualized, when religion stopped becoming so popular, you know, sex was 
more transactional. It was more free. Like I, I now view sex as very spiritual. I think mm -hmm. it's a very deep, intimate thing. I think you shouldn't be just, <laughs> <laughs> which, which is, this is coming from a guy who has slept with a, a, a lot of girls and used to be a fucking degenerate the way I would go about things. Um, but I think as society became more sexualized and as we basically became less spiritual, we, we kind of lost uh, our souls, so to speak. I think the more we did that, the more society, which up. Like, look at the average young teenager or young child. They're on TikTok watching weird videos about girls twerking, doing all this weird shit, listening to rap about like sex and drugs and money and violence. All of this, you have to think to an extent, it is programming us to an extent. And the more we do this, the more we become detached from communities, from tribes, brotherhood, um, and the more this stuff is just accepted. Like, even in Disney movies, and again, it's not really conspiracy because you can fuck. Mm -hmm. when, you, when you watch Disney movies. Like when you watch the old Disney movies, is no, that what you're talking no, about? No, not, not even them. You, you, you look at Disney movies and mm -hmm. there's so many references to sex, mate. Mm -hmm. Like, I know this sounds crazy, but like in, um, I think it's Frozen. You know when the, the intro, when the Disney logo comes up? Yeah. There's like, you can literally spell the word sex in the stars that they have flashing up. And it's not like, it, it's just a coincidence. There's like zero stars and then in the corner it spells sex. There's a little drone of a in the corner and this screen and it's like again without sounding like a f***ing nutter all of these things it's like mm -hmm. is, it, is this programming us to, to be uh, more sexualized as a society mm -hmm. because then we're easier to control because lust is is one of the you know one of the sins, sins yeah. it's, it's one of the easiest ways to control people by sex especially men you know I, I had a porn addiction when I was younger as a young mm -hmm. child it, that shit's like cocaine, mate. When you when you have unlimited access to sex, well, not even sex, but like pornography and, and masturbation, you, it just kills any motivation you have, any drive you have. Mm -hmm. I, I'm a proponent of semen retention because I think of it like it's very beneficial because I'm sure you guys know like when when you do the deed, it, it, you get massive release, which is mm -hmm. supposed to be rewarding you for procreating, but you also you lose any drive and motivation. Mm -hmm. You just become a f like a zombie, mate. So the, imagine the average lad who probably does, does, it, all does, does it all the time. Yeah. Why is he going to have any motivation to go out and meet a girl, to self-improve, to get into the gym? Close to food, he gives like video games and he's stuck in the house playing. The dopamine is just getting f***ed up constantly. Yeah. You know, they literally are like little zombies. They go from playing video games all day, addicted, to TikTok, to the phone, swiping, to yeah. to video game. It just never ends. No, it's, it's, not it's not it's a job. It's actually yeah. yeah, I was in that. When I was younger, I was very much in that. Uh, that's what everyone was doing. That's what, like, you talk to your friends. It's just that it was the norm, yeah, essentially. No, no, nobody says you shouldn't be doing this thing. You, yeah. you just do it. That's all respect you because you're genuinely helping these lads in and that in these positions. Well, it's my purpose now, mate. I, yeah. I feel a responsibility to help these guys because when they come to me, it's like, F hell, mate. Like, I, you've never had somebody to just hold your hand and be like, no, mate, do, you do it this way. Come on, mate. And it's because most of these guys have not had fathers in their lives. Mm -hmm. They've not had you know, good guys in their lives to, to influence them. I was lucky that I was that weird kid where I didn't really watch normal TV. I'd watch documentaries and like weird shit on TV. I, I, I'd watch mostly YouTube when I was younger, podcasts. And I, I came across a YouTuber who was into fitness, into the gym, um, self-improvement. He became my role model. And then I went from there. And then you find your own way as a, as a result of that. So. Do you think, you know, when all of these clients come up to you, do you, because obviously they're starting from a point where they're so low in life. Um, in terms of, trying to, like, well, it depends which client, but definitely they're all low in terms of dating, I'd say, but in terms right. of um, actual where they are in life, they're all different levels, but yeah. Right. Oh, okay, so in terms of whatever they want to achieve, yeah. like that, you know, at a low point, at that particular thing, 
Do you think there's a point in your life where you can relate to where you used to be? You know, obviously when you started your journey and stuff. Oh like, yeah, absolutely. Like, well, I think because you can relate, I think there's a, because obviously you started at that point and now you, you are where you are right now. So like, you know the growth that you've made yourself. So you can obviously pass that knowledge on. Do you know what I mean? Well, my, my videos in my coaching, how I get into the frame to make this content is I'm talking to my younger self. I, I, I do often ask yeah. myself what content and in, in, in what footage, whatever, would my younger self find useful? If I could go and, I mean, not that I would because things have worked out the way they've worked out, but if I could theoretically go and speak to younger Matthew when he's 16, like what advice would I give him as far as life, dating, relationships, yeah. making money? Because I'm sure everybody here could could give their former selves advice like don't be yeah, this, don't yeah. do this mate but I, I wouldn't change it because you know things have worked out the way they've worked out i, I don't regret anything that i've ever done mm -hmm. because i'm i'm where i am and because of everything yeah, else that's happening yeah. like yeah and, yeah I'm, I'm 25 and I'm, I'm doing well you have to remind yourself how far you've came mm -hmm. that's a big thing with guys they uh, there's guys that are, are, are really successful, but they don't ever stop to look around and think how much they've achieved. They just head down, keep going, mm. keep going, keep going. And, and the, the, they've got no confidence. I'm like, mate, why do you not have confidence? Do you not see what you've achieved? Do you not see what you've done? And I'm not saying compare yourself to others around you, but it... But like your past, yeah, how much yeah, you've but, done compared to yourself yeah, in the past. But, but when I, if I go to the gym or I go wherever and I see guys my age and I look around and I just think, You've not had anybody to tell you really right from wrong or to tell you, you know, don't do this, don't do that. E even communication. I, I reposted a video on my Instagram mm -hmm. a few months ago and it was an interview with children from the 1960s. Now these children were so f***ing articulate. No uhs, no ums, very well spoken, so much vocabulary, so, so many like big words. And then you look at the average person, even an adult these days, eh, um, I don't know, like, um, um, yeah. um, and mm. even even myself, I've been a victim of that. Mm -hmm. We don't know how to communicate. We can't speak properly. We don't know how to hold ourselves. We don't know how to walk, talk, and that's part of my first session. But I give these guys essentially voice coaching, body language coaching, because the average guy, he doesn't know how to use his voice. He doesn't know how to speak properly, how to communicate effectively to get what he wants, whether it's from women or business. So yeah, crazy. I liked because uh, I know you said a lot of things. You should be writing notes, mate. You, 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 you mentioned uh, I really should. You mentioned books. Can you give like the three best books that you recommend? Oh yeah, people? easy. Uh, every guy watching this in person, the way of the superior man. It's a spiritual and sexual and relationship book. It's all about the masculine, the feminine, how you should act as a man. And stay. I, I've never learned so much from a book such as this, uh, which is. Ridiculous. It's only a short read as well. It's yeah. basically a series of lots of little stories. Exactly what I was saying to you guys before about the masculine and the feminine. She's a reflection of you. Because, you know, I'm sure you've heard this before when your, your partner, ex-girlfriend, whatever, has been in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. And you said, what's wrong, baby? And she goes, I'm fine, nothing, I'm okay. Yeah. What you have to understand is by, by you going to her and, and, and trying to fix it, because as men, we, we try and give solutions. But in that moment, the last thing she wants is a solution. Mm -hmm. What I've came to learn is she either wants love for you from you, i.e. she feels unloved, you know, and the solution would literally be you giving her a kiss and a cuddle saying, don't worry, you know, it's fine. Or it would be you just listening to her. Mm -hmm. I'm guilty of this, but far too often do we go, what's wrong? How can I help? What can I do for you? When really, if you just sat there and listened to the girl, yes, she would be able to unload because she's yeah. emotional. She's not logical like us. Generally, yeah, for yeah. people, for yeah, people, generally, for, generally, generally like, <laughs> you've had those phone calls where you're just there, just like sometimes you've got to do that, innit? You have to just because you realize the situation where the more solutions you give, the more problematic you become. But uh, going back, number two, 
Yeah, we can easy. Number two, the book I'm reading right now, which is Hard Times Create Strong Men, which actually references the way of the superior man quite a bit. That is um, very influential. It's basically about, I'm only a quarter of the way in, started reading that recently, but it's about why we have an epidemic of weak men, why we have a, lot, a loss of masculinity. Like, look, are your grandfathers present in your lives? No. No, no okay. Unfortunately, no. Um, okay, it, what about your father? Yeah. Father. Is, is it, would you class him as a strong masculine man who you look up to? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so men don't really have that. And now, who would have been every man's role model as they were growing up? Their fathers, their grandfathers, yeah. their uncles, mm. the other guys in the tribe. Mm. There was always somebody to guide you through life. Whereas now, yeah. we don't really have that. A lot of us are raised by single mothers. Mm-hmm. A lot of us have very feminized men that we look up to. Like when I look in, look in the media, name a strong masculine man who you who you would like your son to look up to. Name one. Probably Muhammad Ali, but he's obviously passed away now. But probably would be Muhammad Ali. But but even then, how much? Like for me, I can go deep in the stuff, but I would probably get cancelled. Yeah, yeah, so, because there's, there's certain figures that I would recommend, like generals and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you, you can't, you can't, really, you can't really say that. Nah. But even Muhammad Ali, even a lad who comes across him, he doesn't really know him on a personal level where he can mm. learn that much. True. All he can, it's like if I looked up to Ronaldo, all I can learn really is the worth, I think, the drive that he has, the ambition, yeah. maybe the odd interview where I can pick up on things, but. Compare that to with your own father or grandfather, the deep connections and yes. conversations. You, you can't find that. You have to have somebody yeah. in your life. So this talks a lot about why we have a loss of that. And, and basically, I'm assuming how to refine that, how to become that strong masculine man. And then as a the, my third book, which is... I've, I've read a lot of books, mate. Um, I, I, I know, I can tell. It's really nice. Yeah, I, I would say probably The Rational Male. Now, this is a bit alternative. Um, it's, it's, there's a guy called Ronald Tomasi which he talks a lot about um, he, do you know what Red Pill is? yeah, yeah. yeah he's like the, the godfather of the Red Pill now okay. I, I still very much think in terms of Red Pill and have Red Pill beliefs but I also obviously see the other side because you know, I'm becoming more religious now but I, I can't discredit the guy I learned so much from him and he has a book called um, The Player's Handbook now I'll explain what it is it's basically an entire it's all psychology it's all about male and female dyna- dynamics it's about, let's say you have the goal of finding a girlfriend, finding a partner. It's about why women act the way they act. Because whether you're religious or not, there is very clear ways that men and women act due to our psychology, our mm-hmm. biology. And it basically helps you understand that why, when you say this, does she act like this? Why will she do this to these guys? Why will she do this to these guys? So that that was really important in me in understanding dating and then being able to uh, coach that, that material will speak. So I would say those three books... But um, I'm, I'm now reading uh, the the Bible as well because my girlfriend's Christian, so I've been reading that. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the, the, there's the how to win f- friends and influence people. Jordan Peterson's Twelve Rules for Life. There's, there's there's so many like self help books. The Power of Now was a big one for me, very spiritual. But right now, those three books come to mind. So I would say those. It's very interesting. When did you start reading books? Funnily, um, so at end of school finished my GCSEs, I told myself, whatever I do the best in, I will pick that subject at A-level. I wanted to do science, but I came out with A's in English, or yeah. Um, so then I went, that's my fate, I'll pick English at A-level. But I hadn't ever read a book ever in my life. So in the summer between finishing school and sixth form, I said to myself, if I'm going to pick English Lit mm-hmm. at sixth form, I have to read a book. So then I read the book, yeah. I read the, the book Thief, The Girl on the Train. Uh, there's a few other books that I read. 
Uh, we did that at school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but these are books that I've read personally. personally yeah, yeah I've read The Power of Now, How to Win Friends and Influence People, and and I had this like awakening, a bit bit of a strong word, but I really, I started reading books and was like, there's so much information and knowledge yeah, to learn. Yeah. That's when I got into self improvement and realized I could become this like the ultimate man, which is what my coaching actually is. That's how I brand it. I say becoming the ultimate man, mm-hmm. and and I realized how. Basically, how how good you could become as a man, how how knowledgeable, how influential, and I, and I became a bit obsessed with just learning information. Do you, you know Modern Wisdom, Chris Williamson? Yes, yeah. He's he's from this area. Or he's from um, yeah. I I watched his podcast from episode number one and watched him go throughout that. I I, I obsessively obsessively listened and watched his podcasts and then related podcasts. Obviously, the guys now got a million subscribers, doing amazing. And and he got me into like meditation, morning routine. I went vegan. So from a very young age, I had this very big um, discipline in my life, which is why I've always been into the gym, why I've always done what I've done. So for yeah. me, it was very easy to be almost like a leader with to other men. Mm-hmm. And then it went from there. Because you, you chose a path where it was like forcing you to have discipline. I chose a path of resistance. Yeah. I would say absolutely, yeah. Do you do you think that was like naturally ingrained in like ingrained in you, or is that something that you have to develop? I, I think part personality. So I'm, you know, you can do this thing called the Big Five personality test, and you one of the most important ones is conscientiousness. So you have a scale of unconscientiousness or not conscientious and conscientiousness. Now, what conscientiousness means is it's your awareness. It's it's your kind of how routine you are, how, how much you like order. So for me. I love order. I love routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was highlighted because I have a housemate who was on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, I very, I've been a massive influence on him in terms of being order or having like orderliness in his life, being ordered, having routine. That guy is like, he, he can be very unaware. Like you know the saying, head stuck up your ass, mm-hmm. sort of thing, yeah. heads in the clouds. That that is him a lot of times, and he says that himself. Whereas for me, I'm like hyper aware of most things around me. I'll always pick up on things if there's like a fuck. On the floor, I'll go and pick it up and put it in the bin. You know, just stu- stu- stupid things like that. Whereas he doesn't notice these things. So I think I've always been very aware of myself and aware of my surroundings and other people. I was always a people watcher. If I saw a really confident, successful guy, I'd be like, "Why is he so successful? Why do girls respect him? Why does he get girls?" And then with that, I, I kind of grew up very hyper independent because um, I was one of the quiet kids, and then. Being hyper independent as a kid, mm. I kind of found my own path, and then being conscientiousness, conscientious, I was very aware. So independent, aware of myself. I kind of, I, I couldn't, I could never be a loser. I could never be a slob. Mm. I was too critical and aware of myself to to let myself yeah. fall yeah. fall into that. Yeah. So it, it was kind of, it was destined for me to become that guy. I'd say. Do you know like the stuff you're saying? Uh, I don't mean to be disrespectful, don't Not sure, but do you think you might have ADHD? Yes, I do. <laughs> do you actually? Yeah, so, so no, but my girlfriend, she has ADHD, and as soon as we met, she says, do you have ADHD? Because um, <laughs> I, I, I have, I wouldn't say I, I, I'm OCD, but I have some compulsive behaviours in terms of when when my space is messed up, it really f***s me. Like with my housemate, he because he's so unaware of these things, he will leave shit lying around, and I'll, I'll be like, Agents, yeah. I'll be like, how could you leave a mess there? Do you not want to live in blah blah blah? Um, yeah, I mean, my family probably thought I was autistic for a long time. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm just very good at masking. I'm not going to get tested. I don't. I don't want to label myself. Yeah. I don't. I don't give. A f- it's worked out the way it has. True. Um, but I mean, it's worked to my advantage. So whatever I am, it's. I don't care. Well, a lot of people say people that have ADHD, most of them do well. A lot of successful people 
Oh, I have ADHD because that means you can't sit still, basically. Yeah, so the obsession to get what they want. Yeah, yeah. Well, even there is times when I'm lazy, but even then, I'm sat thinking, what can I do? Where I have, I write a to do list every day, and even when I finish my to do list. Even if I have 30 minutes before bed, I'm like, what can I do now? How much? I feel too guilty to sit and chill. Like, even, I've, I've made my previously my previous yearly salary in two months, mm. but yeah, I still feel like I can't, broke, I can't chill. That's I can't chill. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But it's good because now I have a, a great purpose. I now I have the goal of being able to allow my girlfriend to be a housewife and a mother, which she really wants, and I want that because I want a big family. So now, now for me, <laughs> even though. If I was single, I'd be very much satisfied or more content because I'm now like, I'm chilling. I've got a year's worth of living. Yeah, yeah. But because now I have the responsibility of taking care of her and wanting to pull her out of uni, I'm now like, well, I don't have enough money. I need to keep going. Yeah, kids, future. Exactly. So, yeah. That's, that's great to hear. Um, that's responsibility definitely brings you that motivation as well, isn't it? You, you mentioned yeah. you want to bring her to become a housewife. I mean, you know, you have to earn double now. Um, Pretty much, yeah, slack. yeah. You literally can't slack. Do you think like some of the motivation that men lack could be from the lack of responsibility? Absolutely, like for sure. Absolutely, like <laughs> picture the average man, right? He has he has an average salary, let's say twenty five k. He goes to his an average nine to five. Doesn't like it. Comes back home. He's overweight. He's fucking. He's probably losing his hair. Like you guys are Asian, so you'll keep your hair. Mm-hmm. But like, well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I mean, let's I, 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 I'm on hair loss. I have, I have a hair loss routine. Have you seen my before and after photos? No, no, no. I've, I've seen it. So I, I, I fully was going bald, mate. Very thin hair. I, I'll tell you my routine afterwards. But yeah, picture the average guy, not in good shape, losing his hair, not really attractive, not having any experiences with women. He's in a job where he's not given much responsibility. Like, think of us in the call center. What was our responsibility, really? We didn't really have, I didn't give a f- I didn't care. Yeah, so we didn't have any sort of, unless we created that responsibility for ourselves. Yeah. We didn't have one. And especially when these guys, you know, unless, even if they have a girlfriend, the girlfriend goes to work, she has a job, mm-hmm. she doesn't need him. Women have always needed men for society, for protection, for, for money, for provisioning. They don't need that anymore. A woman, a woman will respect her boss more than her husband because her husband doesn't less for her than her boss. So picture this: she comes home from work, they're in the house. She looks at him, and goes, "Yeah, he's all right." She she can't look up to him because she's probably even earning more money than him. Mm-hmm. If she can't look up to him, he feels f-ing useless. Men need to have that grounding where we feel like we have a use in our lives, and we yeah. we don't have that unless you create it for yourselves. That's why there's such there's been such a big power dynamics shift in society where. Women are becoming more masculine, and they're almost out competing themselves. Yeah, yeah. What does what, what a woman want in a man? Ambitious, confident, driven, successful, masculine. What's the average woman? All of those things, because well, now, yeah, now, yeah, because you know, I, I think women are far more fluid in their gender roles. A, a woman can step into her masculine; she can go into her feminine. Whereas a man, we, I think, we default to neutral. When, when we're not masculine, we default to neutral. We default to not really feminine, not really masculine, very like meh about life. And when we are just easy going, easy go, too easy. Going. That's most yeah. lies. That's most lies. Very laid back. Yeah. When we're very laid back and easy going, and we meet a woman. Because we're not masculine, what does she do? She fulfills that masculine role. Mm-hmm. She now becomes a masculine. We now are looking up to our partner. She's looking down at us going, F-. what does she do? She cheats and leaves and goes to some other guy. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this here. How do you, if, for a person in that situation, how do you battle that so you end up kind of being that person that she looks up to? You, you, you're in a position, you're nine to five. She's working as well. How do you battle that? So what, what, and guys ask me this a lot. I say, depending on how far in you are, 
if she's lost respect for you, which is very common because how many women do you see who are in relationships where they are like genuinely obsessed to be with a guy and they like look up to him yeah. like, oh yeah. my God, I f love this man. This is why I bonded to my girlfriend so much because when, when I met her, I had such a strong purpose. Like her eyes twinkled when she looked mm -hmm. at me. She like, oh my God, I love this guy. Mm -hmm. I, I've never had that. And ha so if guys are so deep into this relationship, I'd say start a game here because she's, the work required to change her opinion of you is ridiculous. And if you're a young guy, like, I would just say move on if you have no ties, but to then restart, find a purpose, have responsibility. Obviously you have your fundamentals, go to the gym, get in good shape, have that physical discipline, learn to fight. And then what do you want to do in life? Your career, even if you're in a shitty nine to five, how can you be nine to five and, and like level up, self-improve? Because let's say you're in a call center, like what, what I was, even if I didn't like that job, let's say I didn't find or have a purpose because even during that job, I was, as you remember, I was making videos, making content. So I always had another thing to work towards, but let's say I didn't have that. I'm in a nine to five. I would think, how can I become the best guy? How can I keep reaching new heights? And then at a certain point, imagine you keep progressing and progressing and progressing. You're going to have learned so many skills, managerial and whatever along the way that you are now in a position where, okay, so my current job is offering me say 50 K a year, good salary. But this company for the same job is offering me 100k a year for a different job. Okay, now I'll jump jobs. And now you're at a point where you have so many skills, you have so much to offer different companies, you now have your purpose, you're now responsible for staff. And it just goes from there. But yeah, you had a question. But like, just, just on that matter what you were speaking about in terms of respect. So do you not think once you've lost, once your woman or your wife or whoever's actually legit lost respect for you as a man, do you not think that can be game back? Uh, or, yeah. Nine, nine times out of ten, no, because once a woman, it's like the friend zone, once she puts you in a certain category of man, it's like, yeah. no. You know, my, my girlfriend, to use her as an example, she respects me a lot. I can tell she does. She loves me a lot. I can tell that. But the, the like, the disdain and, and negative opinions she has towards other men is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when girl, girls can be ruthless and like, brutal because that's their nature mm -hmm. they are programmed to find the best man and to not let anything get in the way of that they go for the the alphas basically the guys who can give them the most okay first that's their nature so when she has that and let's say my girlfriend looks to me as that as a guy who's given her the most and i, I do say i make jokes and you know like I, you, you won't find better than me and i make i make jokes of course yeah <laughs> um but the way she describes other men is like He's a, he shouldn't swear, but she'll say he's pathetic, he's a loser, he's got nothing going on. And it makes you think that when they have that opinion of that guy, they are they literally are disgusted by that man. And if mm -hmm. they think you are a low-value guy and they don't respect you, you are forever in this category of, oh, get, get away yeah, from me sort yeah. of thing. Mm -hmm. And like I say, for you to change that opinion, it's very difficult. So that's why I say, if you're in a relationship, and let's just say your partner's becoming more masculine, more combative, you're saying, oh, baby, can you do this for me? She goes, no, do it yourself. And she's been just generally mm -hmm. hard work, yeah. which most guys stick around for. You after that, you, I think you have a buffer zone where you have to basically sort your shit out, demonstrate to her, I'm a man you can depend on, a man who can lead and guide you. Mm -hmm. Then she will resort, resort and revert back to her, her feminine nature. But again, you would, you would think, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. But again, yeah. that's what I teach guys how to do because if you don't do that, you're, you're now in this zone where you probably neutralize the relationship, the attraction's gone down, you two probably aren't having sex very often. The easiest way to ask yourself, I, my, my recent videos are, uh, the, I uploaded this last night, how to tell if you're masculine in your relationship. Mm -hmm. One of the easiest ways is, do, does she withhold sex? That's the first thing, when, mm -hmm. when a woman does not trust you anymore and your guidance as a man, she will withhold sex. That's the first thing she will, oh, I'm not in the mood, oh, I'm tired, I can't be asked. Because when a woman is 
obsessed with you. All they want to do is have sex with you, mate. They, they, they will not leave you alone. It plays you, basically. Basically, yeah, exactly. Where, I want, where she's not physically attracted to you, yeah. essentially. Yeah. I want to I wanna ask you, like you said, um, we, I guess be the man in the house kind of thing, innit? How do you battle the fact that nowadays women are saying, oh, he's being too controlling and I don't like it and walks away from that life as well? Because that's happening a lot as well when men are being too controlling. Yeah. Do you think being controlling is a good thing or a bad thing? And how do you like distinguish like the right so, like, line? So this, is, this is part of what I teach. I think there's positive control, where it's not so much a control because when I talk about this, I get people going, that's coercive control. Coercive control is illegal. It's like you're coercing somebody, you're like manipulating them. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think that's what you do. I think you demonstrate your value as a man and your ability to lead. And if you are a strong masculine man, she can't not follow your lead. Mm-hmm. When, when you demonstrate what you're capable of doing, she, she will fall into that feminine frame. How can I help you? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? How can I support you? And she will do that because I have never had to say to my girlfriend, you have to do this. Yeah. I, I, I will say, when I'm, let's say I'm in my office doing work. I say, oh, baby, can you get me a coffee, please? I'm doing some work. Do you mind grabbing a sandwich, please? And she goes, yeah, yeah, of course. And then she comes in and does it. Do you want anything else? How can I help you? They, they want to help you. When you demonstrate you are that man, that there's no control involved. If you have to force your girlfriend to do something, she, mm. Yeah, that that's that's not you're not being masculine. You're, yeah. be, you're you are being controlling. And that's why I say there's there's there's, a, there's an insecure way to set boundaries, and there's a secure way to set boundaries. Nice. Now boundaries are the foundation of every relationship. But with my girlfriend, I I will never have a need to go. You know, doing this. I will never do that. What you do is you literally give them the option. Because let's early on, I'll use this, this example. Uh, she she had like a it wasn't even really a friend. But she had a, there was like a, a friend, a male guy in a, in a friendship group, and he came to her house one on one, just them to pick something up. Now it was only a few weeks in, and I didn't really have an issue with it, but I used that as an example to set a boundary. And I said, "Look, I know this is early on, but I do like you, and I want to invest in you. And if you want me to take you seriously, I would expect you to not have any one on one time with guys in a friendship group, okay, whatever. But one on one, I wouldn't want you to have guys in your house." And she went, yeah, fair enough. I won't do it again. And I went, yeah, fair. But that wasn't me saying, don't you dare have a guy in your house yeah, again. Yeah, oh. like you said, setting boundaries. I, I, I give her yeah. the option. I, I, I say, if you want to do that behavior, you know, this won't work because this is what I want from my partner, mm-hmm. what I want from my relationship. And if you don't fall in line with that, if, if our values and vision don't align as a couple, mm-hmm. we will not work out. So if that's the case, then let's just leave this here. No bad feelings. So, so the, the guys who you're describing are the ones who are probably more like toxically, toxically masculine where they feel the need to impose themselves on her, yeah. where they feel the need to say, don't do this, don't do that. I will guide my girlfriend. I will say, come on, don't do that. And she'll go, yeah, okay. But I, but I will never forcefully tell her what she can or can't do. Yeah. I guide her. I think what happens is obviously at the start, there's guys that just accept everything. Yeah. So you can do whatever you want. It's like everything's accepted. And then it gets to a point where you're getting serious and then... When she starts acting up or when she starts doing things you don't like, it's too late. The guy's like, what, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? And then that's when it starts rolling. The, the, this is massive. So I see this a lot in guys where they'll take a laid back approach. Do what you want. I don't care. I trust you. You can go club and you can go out mm-hmm. and wear these clothes and do this. Yeah, on Instagram. And, uh, from, yeah, and, and, and they, they, they do all this and they think because, oh, we trust each other. That's enough. It's not enough. Your partner, if you don't, if you do not set boundaries and, and show her, mm-hmm. this is the, this is my tolerance. This is what I want. These are my boundaries. If you don't show her that, she will think you are a. Yeah. She won't respect you. If you have to set boundaries, and what will happen is, like you say, six months down the line, she'll cross a boundary. You, the, the guy, will have assumed she wouldn't do that thing, but you've not told her she can't do that thing. 
a lot of girls they 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 will push the line if you don't tell her what you are comfortable with. Yeah. So let's say she goes on a night out, and you find out she's 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 been in she's been sat on a table full of guys who obviously want to get with her, and, and she goes, "Well, you never told me I couldn't do that." And you're going, "But I thought you wouldn't do that." Well, no, mate. It's your job as the man mm. to show this. These are my parameters. You know, if you want to do that, fine. Yeah. Which is why boundary setting is so important. Why you must do so much of it early on to to show her this is what I want, and it will happen naturally. So to guys watching this. Don't pussy like if something comes up, you, you you have to say to your girlfriend, I appreciate this is early on, but I don't I don't expect that behaviour. If you want to do that, this this won't work between us. Like this is what I expect from this, blah blah. And and if she goes, okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I can see why you're upset by this. Fine, sound, mm -hmm. happy days. But if not, then you have to go. Well, this maybe won't work. It'd be like me dating a party girl who loves the club, and me going. I don't really like you clubbing. Yeah. And, and expect her to yeah. stop going clubbing. It's 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 unrealistic. It's why I wouldn't date a young student because when I was a young student, what did I do? I That's liked the party. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. So, yeah, very I'm, important. I know we're speaking on control and stuff, right? I've got one question for you. Sure. Is everything under our control? In what, relationship-wise? Everything. As a man? Anything. Anything? Relationship, life, business. There's only some things you can control, and in reality, there's a lot of things that are out of our control. I think, regardless of whatever the case is, I think you might as well act as if everything is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. I think to be a man, it means to take responsibility for your shit. What, whatever bad karma comes your way, or whatever bad experiences, if you pass that off and say it wasn't my fault, I couldn't control that. How you benefit from that situation? I think you don't have a choice as a man but to take responsibility. Even if I if I get hit by a car and it, and it completely wasn't my fault, well, how can I put myself in a position where this definitely won't happen again? Yeah. If I get hit by a girl, why did that happen? What did I do as a man? What didn't I do as a man? And people say, oh, that's such a bad mentality to have because you can't control everything. But I say, like, why wouldn't you want to take responsibility for your life in full control? Of course, I don't think we have absolute control over our, our life but I think to a massive massive degree we do so why act like we don't but maybe there's great forces like God but that's pointless because you know you are going to live the way you live live in a way that is that is in line with your beliefs and your values and, and act as if you are fully responsible and you will find that you will have a much better experience in life yeah it's just taking accountability that's all, that's all it is yeah that's all, that's all, that's all, it, it's all it is and you know are you asking me because you don't think that's the case or because you think that is the case? No, no, I'm just genuinely wanting to know your perspective. Because I, I believe in control is very important in your life. Without control, it's chaos. Yeah. At the same time, there's some stuff that we can't control, like health. You know, I can just die tomorrow. I've died in five minutes. But, what, heart attack. What, what, what are you dying of? Heart attack? Oh, like, true. Okay, okay so what, what lifestyle have you lived? Have you, have you been healthy? Have you exercised? Have you eaten a diet which has caused plaque building mm. when you've Arteries and you've had a hard time. Yeah, what you're saying. It's all your fault, mate. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's true, but like... like, like, name a single scenario, and I'll tell you how it's probably still your fault. Um, like weather, for example, like down of like storm and nature. Nature. Okay. Well, did you look ahead of the weather? Did, did you think about okay, I'm in a, I'm in a certain environment where it's probably gonna be bad weather. Like, th th there's always a reason why. I, I made a recent video about. If you get cheated on as a man, yeah, it's it is probably your fault because mm -hmm. there's, there's there's usually two possible explanations for you getting cheated on. Either you chose a girl who who didn't respect you enough and she was never going to be loyal to you in the first place. So why would you expect to change her? Or secondly, you started off as a strong man and you slowly lost your way. You slowly became weaker, more feminine, and then through that she started to realize this is not the guy I want to be with. And then she jumped ship basically, yeah. and then yeah. and then cheated on you. I don't see there being any other explanations for cheating. 
Yeah, of course. Even if, like you were saying, even if that happens to you, it's your fault. Or make it as though it's your fault, so you learn from it. Well, especially as a man, mate, like she will always follow your lead, and if, if you understand that she will follow my lead, if she does something, like if, if 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 my if my girlfriend was very disrespectful, like I say, I wouldn't think what what's wrong with you. I'd think have I been acting like a recently or. A yeah. That's causing her to trust me less and feel less like she can trust my guidance. And if that's the case, like your your partner will. Have you heard of shit tests before? No. no. So you, you're, these are essentially like tests that women give you, and, and it's not a case of will she test you. It's it's to what degree and how often because a woman she wants to feel your strength as a man. Mm -hmm. This is what the way of the superior man is about. Women they want to feel that constant strength from the man. Have I picked the right man? Have I made the right decision? Is this the guy who's going to give me the life that I want? And what they'll do is they'll they'll test you verbally and physically. They'll say they'll they'll chat back to you. They'll say things like why should I do that? They'll they'll, they'll question your authority. They'll question your ability to do a certain thing in life. Mm -hmm. And it's your job as a man to not get butthurt, but to demonstrate. Well, yeah, I can do it. Like uh, let's say, as the example, let, let's say the the average couple, which is this probably happens, and she gets really pissed off about something minor, ridiculous. I'm sick of you leaving your clothes on the floor. You're always so lazy. The clothes on the floor aren't the issue. It's the wider, it's, it's yeah, wi yeah. wider context. Because six months ago, she happily mm -hmm. picked those clothes up and tied it up after you, whereas yeah. now it's now an issue. The reason it's now an issue is because she doesn't trust you. She thinks you're a lazy guy, full stop. Mm -hmm. And now it pisses her off. She's now resentful. She's now testing you more. And now doesn't think you're fit for the job of being her partner. So then yeah. you have to rectify that. And then you want out? Um, I think we covered up a lot of those. I feel like I'm going to call Matthew Hyman the dating coach. <laughs> sure, yeah. Is that... Yeah, that's probably more accurate. No. Yeah. 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 That, that is what I do. That's what I do, yeah. yeah. I, I, I have a bit of imposter syndrome when it comes to that stuff because I, I'm I'm coaching guys like 10 years older than me about this stuff and, yeah. and, and they're getting very good results. Uh -huh. But it's like, it's it's more so when um when certain friends and family go you dating coach it's such a niche thing mm -hmm. it's such a like an uncommon thing that I would never go around saying I'm a dating coach it feels weird to even say that but I, that's what that's what I am yeah I should own it because I am a good dating coach you guys get good results from me yeah of course and is their end goal to get married and stuff again like do you try help them with that or is it just for them to just find a partner for the time being I I say it's up to them because everybody has their own prerogative I yeah. I, I say. I will, I will, I will tell you what it takes to be an attractive man, to to be the sort of man she'd want to date. I'll show you how to keep her interested and tell tell you what she wants and everything else in between that and around that. And then falls in between that falls general self improvement, general fitness, uh, you know, spirituality. Yeah. Different clients have different needs, but yeah, they, they, it's all to do with male self improvement guiding them around that fitness because i offer them free pt and if they want it as well some clients do and then generally what is a woman want because i haven't been in a relationship for a year and a, a year and a few months now and haven't seen what you what sort of relationship you can have and what your partner will do for you and the lens she will go to mm -hmm. i i now know what it takes to be that guy and yeah you know the, the proof is in the button so to speak with her so yeah no yeah, yeah. Barry's just about to die as well, so good timing. Yeah, we're gonna end with that, but uh, cool, mate. Yeah, thank you for coming on, bro. You got a bang with your nickel, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah, for coming on, bro. Honestly, thank you. Yeah, on short notice as well. No, no, you I messaged what three, two days ago. Well, yeah, you, you, you're right. Yeah, you know? good, good, good guys, mate. I, I love to see you. It's always good conversation. That's probably the best podcast that I've ever done.